0: Welcome to the Addiction Connection Podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel, the heart of addiction. I'm Mark Shaw. This is Jim Quigley. That's me. I love seeing you and doing this with you. It's fun. Yeah, man. You 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 make the show. The insight, the entertainment. You're that guy. I, I just man, it's good to see you. It's good to be back with you. Be yeah. on your show. Thanks for having me on your show. <laughs> We're gonna talk about Matthew Perry. In some of those circumstances. Before we do, I just wanted to start with Proverbs 22, verses one through three. It says, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, and favor is better than silver or gold. The rich and the poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. The prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. And I was I was thinking about Matthew Perry. And for those that don't know, he was the superstar on Friends, the TV show. I mean, they were making a million dollars an episode a long time ago, all six of the cast, main cast members. Um, he And he was, I think, 24 when he started out. But he's just a little bit older than me, Jim. I know you think I'm old, but he's just, you know, he was a young man. And uh, he was just a little bit older than me. But uh, died in under horrible circumstances, and so we're going to talk about that in a second. But I wanted you to start out telling us what is this California sober
1: thing that people talk about? What's California sober? Well, it's uh, in preparing to to have this discussion today. It's interesting. Um, it's it, 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 I don't know if uh, some of the some of the stuff that I found talking about it. Um, uh, they they say it's not really a a new thing it's actually been around for a while and essentially like a like a it it, it's it's got kind of moving a moving definition depending on who you talk to right? right but I think it started off essentially as being that people that had at some time had a had a addiction to hard drugs like maybe a hard alcohol addiction or or hard drugs like heroin or cocaine or anything like that. They um, they say that they are sober, um, but they do use the the natural medicine of plants. And so, what fits in that category? Number one is marijuana. So, um, and they and they specifically talk about it like this: like you know, we we use nat- natural plant based medicines,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, instead of using or to relieve some of the things that drove me in addiction i now use marijuana and i'm sure you could probably add in things like kratom to that cuz that's a natural it's a natural root you know and then there's a right. there's another there's another thing called kava which is another natural root substance that you drink and you know there's a there's there's things like that i believe that can fit within the category of What's called Cali Sober or California Sober, but I think in the in the um, in the uh, um, in giving this this has come up because Matthew Perry was basically accused of being California Sober, um, so that actually adds um, non plant based you know things to uh, to the term so. It's again, it's in who you who you want to talk to, um, but California Sober essentially is, hey, I use natural, natural, less harmful things like marijuana and kava and kratom and things like that instead of. And I I would believe the ayahuasca trend would fit in the California Sober and mushrooms, mushrooms, micro dosing. You know, yeah. all that type of stuff fits into this California sober concept. But I do think there's some, like, hard-line people that it's like, no, it's just strictly marijuana. You know, that you know, I, that's all I do. And and then there's uh, people that just have broadened the definition. And I, honestly, what? Um, I'm I'm 48 now. I'm 48. And, wow. Uh, yeah, Happy during, birthday a couple yeah, of days you. ago, right? Yeah, February 6th and uh what is today, today uh, two days ago so two days ago yeah um uh, when i was in my um, 20s my mid-20s i was involved in in 12-step groups you know and um uh i know that you have a a, a history of that whole fellowship but um i used to go to primarily aa meetings alcoholics anonymous meetings but I also had in a couple NA meetings, Narcotics Anonymous meetings, and if you're, I, I've heard this is a very similar experience with a lot of people. But the people that I went to and met in the NA meetings, once you got to know them, you would you would quickly learn that a lot of them drank, right? Um, right. And they would say, "Hey, man, heroin was my problem. You know, I'm, that's why I met Narcotics Anonymous." i i i can drink that was never my problem and and so you had those people and then in aa right you would you would meet people that are you know i'm i'm sober from the my drinking problem but they smoke marijuana and uh you know a lot of times they're using you know benzodiazepam medications and, and things like that right and i can't say that uh it was all very suspicious and it it just looked kind of a lot a lot of times that their lives were still very unmanageable
0: but at least Mm. they weren't
1: drinking or doing the heroin they once were and uh, and so that's like kind of a form of that that whole uh uh, the the mindset of where i think the term cali sober comes from
0: yeah yeah that's a good point i don't know how many of our viewers really know since a lot of our viewers are church people pastors you know um they may not be aware that that goes on like the narcotics anonymous and people drinking there and people at aa not drinking but smoking pot and you know and all that so
1: it it 100 percent goes on Uh, yeah so um sorry about this phone ringing no no that's good you're a busy guy
0: well the um the you know, I think proponents of the California Sober see it as harm reduction. We're doing the less harmful things. We're doing the plant stuff, so it's natural. Uh, you know, and and not that is, yeah. That uh, is
1: something I left out. It is definitely uh, promoted at under the umbrella of harm reduction. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which yeah. is another discussion we'll probably wade into a little bit during this, but yeah, I think it's just another you know another step in the in the nonsense of the secular response to addiction so
0: yeah so if you're california sober which is what matthew perry was and wasn't i mean you know depending on when you watched interviews of him like in different periods of his life i've gone back in youtube and watched some interviews and some are very thought-provoking and some are you know sometimes he's like i have a disease And I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, not using it. And then he'd be using a little bit of this, but not this. That's the California sober. So it's just hard to know with him at what time period you're watching the interview. But it's a tragedy we're we're really sad about. He died October 28th of 2023, and it's been a few months now. The autopsy came out and, um, you know, he was found unresponsive in a hot tub. And so this ketamine that he was taking, it he would say he would think he was dying a lot of times when he was taking ketamine. He went to those ketamine infusion clinics and all that, and he said he felt like he was dying. Well, he obviously got ketamine somehow, some way, got in his hot tub, probably thought he was dying and really was dying in the hot tub. I, I, I don't know, but I just can't imagine. and. Um, how unsafe and unwise that was Uh, um I I was struck by this of course people know him and he had such a likable funny character he was a funny guy and very likable in real life too so a lot of people felt a lot
1: of sadness what was your reaction to his death yeah I mean very uh, he would not only I mean he's known for friends but he was in some movies too you know and uh he was Mm -hmm. always a great you know, he always played great roles. You know, they're they're definitely not Christian movies or anything, but I but I do remember uh, one of them he did called Fools Rush In, where he and Selma Hayek were were together, and he basically has a one night stand with her, and she gets pregnant, and he marries her, and and it doesn't turn out well at first, and you know, it's like one of those rom com type movies, and uh, and mm-hmm. he played a really good role in that, and then. He's well known for that 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 movie, The Whole Nine Yards, with Bruce Willis, who's like a. It's a it's a comedy, but Bruce Willis is like a former hitman, and and uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's kind of a funny um, funny movie too. But yeah, I mean, um, I think the most heartbreaking thing is for about the Matthew Perry thing is that um, he was he was just totally captivated by really bad counsel right Mm -hmm. and he was like he really he really did have a well at least he vocalized a desire to help people there's many many interviews where he talks about i don't want to be known when i die as matthew perry the actor i want to be known as matthew perry the the guy that helped people get off of alcohol and drugs Mm. i mean he he really at the end of his life he started a I think he, I think he opened like a sober living home in, uh, in California somewhere along the beach, you know one of those really pricey things, but but yeah. you know uh, some you know he died in October, and you know, I don't want to you know kick the guy you know in his grave, but you know no. um, a lot of stuff's coming out about him and his behavior in the last few years now, and there's lots of women making lots of horrible accusations against him. And there's a few people saying the guy was never sober like he he was never sober and um mm. he was always just replacing his his addiction which he primarily was an opioid addict and i think he drank a lot too um uh, but when he died he had levels of ketamine in his system that um uh, uh, a doctor that does infusions that that level would only be in your when you are in your system a maximum of like four hours uh after an infusion and his last infusion w- had been a week ago so yeah he yeah. obviously had taken more ketamine but he also had buprenorphine in his system and he also mm-hmm. had benzodiazepams, two different kinds of benzodiazepams in his system so and the guy was was he was on one i mean he was he he, he was he was in a he was he was intoxicated you know when he. Yeah. When he when he died and and it, i'm i'm kind of surprised um about this ketamine stuff i watched a documentary on netflix recently it was about like this little girl named maya in florida i don't know if you've heard about this mm. it's like caring for maya or something like that mm. and this girl had this really strange like sy- symptoms of like some kind of a like a like a parkinson's type disease right and her mom was a nurse And they couldn't get answers and they end up going to a doctor that says yeah I've treated this before with ketamine and Hmm. but they started giving her like these really super high doses of ketamine and actually put her in a ketamine coma for a week and this was like supposed to reset her and it was beneficial for like a whole year this girl was symptom free and then she she got the symptoms again and they tried to get the treatment anyway it's a terrible story because this girl gets taken away from her parents by the dss system because of the medications that she's being given for her thing they, they they like say it's like abusive and um and in the fight to get her back the mom ends up taking her own life and it's just a really heart-wrenching story but the the whole thing is is like like you know for the viewers like I used to be a partier like I used to do lots of drugs and I used to and I was in the rave scene which is a lot of those designer type drugs like ecstasy and and hallucinogens and things like that and one of the big drugs was ketamine and we we Hmm. called it Special K right and um and it's a it's a uh uh a doctor I watched yesterday said it's a dissociative It, it it's it's used as like a um, um, uh, a tranquilizer, like in anesthesia. Like they use it in in because it's safe. It's like a safe form of anesthesia, like emergency rooms. Um, yeah. they can control a lot more. They use it in animals too uh, for the same purposes. But it has this dissociative effect where you know you kind of separates you know you from yourself kind of like outer body experience type euphoric effect and it's a party drug i mean people that got their hands on it they really did it for partying but here you got all these off-label you know uses for it now like this girl and this disease like they put her in a ketamine coma for a week you know Mm. and then matthew perry was getting it for getting infusions for depression and it's like you know it just It's the sad thing about it is like this, this world of experimentation with very powerful drugs on people to deal with issues that you and I and most of our viewers would say is a spiritual issue and they're trying to, they're they're experimenting on people with these, with these, with these powerful drugs and it's, it's all, it all can, and they're convinced it's the right thing, right? They're convinced it's the right thing medical people are telling me this is good for me and you know people are dying and it's sad it's very sad yeah yeah horse
0: tranquilizer um, surgeries I know one of my children was given it uh, when they were little as a you know for stitches and uh, and then the off-label use now is tell people suicidal ideations and, you know, and depression and those kind of things. And they, they report seeing these colors and, you know, disassociating from their bodies. And uh, I just can't imagine how messed up he must have been to, and, and then the, the decision to get in a hot tub, did he get in the hot tub before he used or while, you know. I, it's those things aren't clear i'm sure that's you know I, I, it's it doesn't matter you know um but uh yeah that i i was uh struck you know and i read these scriptures a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches and i think about obedience to god and living in a way that's righteous and loving to other people and having that good name. And here's a Hollywood actor that everybody thought well of. They didn't know him, though, you know? Yeah. And, um, and that's how we, we treat actors and actresses. We don't really know them personally. We think we do because we like their character in a movie or on TV and we know yeah. them and we... But, um, you know, the people that really knew him, you know, like you said, some of them said, you know, he was never sober. And uh, and I hate that for him in this life. But what's even more tragic is what why we do this is the hope of the gospel. You know, we want people to know the hope of the gospel uh, for the heart of addiction, and that's our our theme. And that's that's what it doesn't sound like he had. He didn't know Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, and he wasn't surrendered to Jesus. I mean, we don't we don't know that for sure. We have no way of knowing he knows god knows and maybe he was saved at some point i would hope so um but be that as it may, you know the indications are that he was not a believer didn't profess to be a believer in jesus christ and so that's the thing that when you read verse two in this the rich and the poor meet together the lord is the maker of them all god made him and yet He rejected, as we all do until we're born again and saved. Um, He rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the final part of this verse, the prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. So when you see danger, he, he was playing with, toying with danger. He should have known that this drug was so powerful and dangerous, and yet he gets in a hot tub which is to me the the epitome of pride and like to get in this hot tub and out of your mind and then he ends up uh, tragically dying at a very young age. And so uh, uh, all of that I think is is true of of him. And I would hope that anyone listening right now, that if you're not born again, that you would uh, confess your sin and ask Jesus Christ to forgive you and and that you would trust in him for eternal life because... uh, we don't know when the day is that we're going to be called home. And so um, that's the bigger tragedy, I think, of all this, is his eternal death.
1: I, I, I yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, what's going to happen now afterwards, um, it already sounds like it's, it's starting. But here you got a guy that I, I don't think he had any kind of, you know, um, belief in, in Christianity at all. Um, but he was steeped in you know the world's system for for a real problem right Addiction's a real problem right. and and he was he was plastered all over you can find you can find interview after interview where he's talking about helping people in recovery and and you know he's you know he was he was down in the dumps and his life had changed now and and um you know and so he was being promoted as like a spokesperson for this system this system that told him that you know again he didn't he's responsible that he believed in the advice but but mm-hmm. this system is telling him hey you need to do this and you need to do that and this would be good for you and this would be good for you. and it's all destruction he was he was listening to bad counsel and right. the, the, the thing that's sad now is that now that he's died right and mm. in such a such a you know obvious obvious way that would ruin his testimony of being a spokesperson they're gonna now destroy him i'm sure mm. um yeah. you know, that's where you get all these now reports of his of his and i'm not i'm not trying to take up for the guy i don't know what he did in his personal life right but it's just you know the guy's been dead since october and now there's report after report about coming out in the media that he was a, a, a sexually deviant person behind closed doors and mm-hmm. and um and that and that uh you know he never was sober so they're gonna have to destroy him because they don't want him as, as a spokesperson because it makes them look bad when, Actually, yeah you know what i'm saying but yeah and that's the story with that whole you know yeah. uh i watched a couple doctors who didn't know who matthew perry was didn't know who uh, I think her name is Demi Lovato is another singer uh, yeah. yeah she she had told people in like a post that she was now she had overdosed um she was addicted to oxy and then uh mm-hmm. she had told people um uh that she was now California sober and uh, she had told people that like smoking marijuana and she said she was drinking moderately and so there was this whole discussion I listened to on how no, that's not California sober because he's she's drinking, and I, there was this guy that that was a doctor or something, a psychotherapist, and he, you know, a secular guy, and he didn't know who Demi Lovato or Matthew Perry. He didn't know any of those people, and mm. he's saying, "But I'm just gonna tell you right now." He's like, you know, what they were doing when they had these addictions was 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 insane. I don't know who told them that was a good idea, but there's a whole world of people saying that. You know, doing these infusions, smoking marijuana, taking these other natural things. It's good for you, you know. It'll it'll really help you. When the doctor made the point, he goes, I'm not saying there aren't people that have testimonies where it's helpful, but it it's all anecdotal. It's all anecdotal. You you know, out of a thousand people you're gonna find one person that said, Oh yeah, it was great. What yeah. about the other nine hundred and ninety-nine? It said, Hey, just <laughs> continue to bring me a lot of heartache. You don't talk about those people
0: right you know the uh destroying him that's such an interesting uh take on it and that's uh, it's why we have you on this podcast because you're an interesting guy <laughs> but it is like when you think about it the whole industry is built on self-righteousness and works and i'm getting sober and i'm clean and i'm yeah. and when they have one of those fail so miserably and all the truth comes out about it uh, and then I didn't know about the sexual deviancy. deviancy. That's even uh, more, you know, awful and hideous. So they're they're going to destroy him and say, well, he was never really one of us. He was right. never really sober. He's never, yeah. That's
1: a great point you bring up, and I appreciate you doing that. Yeah, and people need to pay attention because that's how evil that, I mean, it's really taboo to say that that world is evil, right? Because uh, most people will tell you, hey you know they're trying to help people and they're they're well-natured and and you know both things can be true you know do you know that like both things can be true like someone can say i'm legitimately trying to help you and they're giving you wicked counsel those Mm -hmm. two things can be true at the same time right right what i'm saying is that people need to look at the counsel they're getting and it's terrible it's terrible stuff but because it comes with you know you know um you know promises and compassion and you know the backing of you know anecdotal testimony and people are like oh yeah and, and it's because they don't feel like there's an answer for this i mean the problem continues to get to get yeah. really more but you know the thing is is that all the attention is in that world and um yeah anyway i'm gonna go off on a rabbit trail Oh,
0: no, that's good that's no that's that's really good and um yeah, I um, I'm saddened by the whole thing, you know, and <clears throat> just thinking about how how important it is, and what you do at Freedom Farm Ministries, and and what um, we're all doing in the addiction world, and in the, the the you know biblical counseling world, helping people. We want them to know the truth, yeah. and. He was getting bad counsel. He wasn't holding up against the word of God. He wasn't he didn't have a love for the word of God. And so many people reject God, and yet he is, Jesus is the answer. He is the solution for the heart of
1: addiction. He is. And it's always been that way, right? He's always yeah. been the answer. Yes. And we don't need to invent anything new, right? No. It's just that people need to believe that that's true still. And Yes. And there's just a lot of lack of faith that that's true today yep. and it's it's de- it's depressing it's really depressing it is
0: you know? yeah you know and one other thing you know i always try to make these podcasts somewhat funny and light but uh the interesting thing to me was on october 28th he uh, reading the story he was playing pickleball at 11 oh. a.m I was playing pickleball at the same time that day. And I actually went home and got in a hot tub with my uh, family. And I and then when I heard about this, I was like, he was playing pickleball and then he got in the hot tub. I played pickleball. I got in a hot tub. Like, I was like, wow, parallel lives. But um, I had loved ones. I wasn't alone. I never get in the hot tub alone. You can slip, fall, and then there you are. Um, but, you know, we were sober, we had enjoyed time together, fellowship, of course, pickleball is a biblical sport, so we had done that. And, um, and, I have, you, about, and
1: there's no issue of addiction with pickleball with you at all.
0: So. No, there's not. No, yeah. we're not going to go there and talk about that, really. That's 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 another show for another time. But it, But you think about, like, God is reminding me, Mark, you could have been, you could have ended up like this or worse, you know? with your addiction issues and with your sin issues and with your you know and so it's just another reminder of like wow god you are you are great and you rescued me and now you've given me a new life and i have family and i'm sad for him i mean he had a a live-in assistant and i don't know the relationship there but you know here i have family and people that really care about me and love me and friends like you and others and it's just such a blessing to have that in christ and and brothers you know and sisters it's a new family a new and he didn't have any of that and so it's it's just a reminder and i and i talk about pickleball but i mean it it was just to to show me how similar my life uh is in in one regard but how god rescued me and and put me on a different path in a very uh in a in a very new and in wonderful way
1: praise god for that
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, that's really all I wanted to talk about. The, the main thing was, you know, I, I want people to know that we keep turning to drugs for answers. We keep looking for that new thing. You just said it. Alluded, you know, you, you said we're always looking for something new and something, you know, and, and I talk to people all the time that just say, you know, If I could go out in the woods and smoke a joint and just be, be alone with God and nature. I mean, that's my church, you know, and it's like, wow, that is not it, you know? And so I want people to know there's a, there's a better way. And I love being sober. I don't mind telling you, I love it. I'm thankful for it. And, and God has, uh, has blessed that. And so to be able to uh, serve him in a way is, is great And to try to be an example to people to to point them to Jesus. That's what it's all about. That's right. Well, all right. Well, thank you, Jim. You are a blessing. Thanks for what you do. So important. What a reminder. This is the tragedy of Matthew Perry's life. Um, Pray that people can avoid that and avoid hell and place their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ. So um, we will do this again for now. Take care and God bless. God bless.